0: The B2B Marketing Guide Book Podcast welcomes the new listeners in the United States, in Morocco, in Thailand and India and Israel. Share with your friends that our community grows and enjoy. Hi everybody, it's Uwe Siebach again, your host on the B2B Marketing Guide Book Podcast. Today I'm joined by a guest who is contributing. An article on an ever more important topic: B two B marketing strategy. Finding the needle in the haystack. My guest today is Alex Cairns from UK. Happy to have you. How are you, Alex? Hi, very great. Thanks. Thanks for having me as well. Glad to be here, Alex. Uh, before getting started, I always uh, like to get our people in the picture about my guests, where they're coming from, about their role, and in order to also give them an overview why you have been selected to contribute on that topic in this B2B Marketing Guidebook. So where are you coming from? Where are you right now? And where will you be in 10 years, maybe?
1: <laughs> uh, in 10 years, that, that's trickier to say maybe, but uh, if I start back at the beginning, um, I've had 20 years, uh, 20 years in B2B industrial marketing, basically. So um, eight years of that was, was client-side at the start of my career. So, basically, running EMEA (Europe, Middle East, and Africa) marketing departments for big industry, big blue chip industrials like um, Michelin Tires, Ingersoll Rand, uh, air compressors, and canal insulation. Um, And then, latterly, for the last twelve years or so, uh, I've been running marketing agencies. So, um, initially, more generalist agency, but in the last three years, um, a specialist integrated B2B agency, Move Marketing. Uh, we're based in Manchester and Cambridge in the UK. Um, and uh, I've taken a lot of the experience from a blue-chip industrial client-side background and now applied it into, into agency life and into trying to consult and help um, help SME, industrials, manufacturers, science-based companies.
0: Alex, uh, we are living in the um, in the decade of Martech, 8000, right? And marketing strategy, uh, to me, at current times, is not or seems not to be the predominant topic or driver uh, for B2B marketeers, or uh, high on their agenda in regard to their challenges. Uh, from your perspective from your viewpoint how do you see that situation
1: yeah i think it's an interesting one i think the martech 8000 graphic which has kind of evolved over quite a few years now i still look at that i speak to other marketing professionals about that and i think it's um for your average marketing professional maybe even in a b2c environment let alone b2b it's quite an intimidating graphic that it's quite an intimidating thing to look at on a chart i think um but I actually think that's where strategy comes in. I think that's where strategy is most important because before you can even get into the intricacies of looking at complex tools or analytics or any of that, any of those specifics, there's really a lot of a lot of steps to put together. There's a lot of structure to put together before I would say you even should get into the, the discussion and the thought process of what, what tech stack tools to use. So I think it's um, Strategy these days and particularly actually in, in these times right now with of, of corona as well um, It's more important than ever because it, it sets a benchmark it sets a baseline for which um, from which a company can really apply its marketing budget and have some sort of structured set of objectives and um, and benchmarks to uh, to put that budget against, really. So I think tech stack is a part of that, but it's um it's not the only part. There's a lot of other lot of other elements that go into a strategy.
0: A lot has been written on marketing strategy. What are you putting in the article, in the paper, in the book, or why? Uh, the people should get the book and, and, and read your article on strategy. What are the new things? What is different? What will you present as novelties or late state-of-the-art knowledge?
1: The best way to sum it up without giving too much away about the detail, obviously, as well, is it, it's really... Um, I've developed a framework over over the 20 years that, that I've been in, in B2B, industrial marketing, and um, it's really an eight-step framework, which enables a marketing manager or a marketing director or a team on the the client, on the industrial side of things or in a B2B company to put together a a detailed strategy for kind of one to five years. Now, this is really based on um, over 200 um, different marketing plans for different companies across the the entirety of my career. So both client side and agency side consulting. So once you've done more than 200 marketing plans and for more than 200 different companies, you you tend to have a good feel for what works, what doesn't work, uh, how things are evolving in terms of new channels, new techniques, and um, it allows you really to refine a process and distill and filter down a process to what are the the perfect, almost um, repeatable, consistent elements, that are consistent within lots of different types of industrial or B2B environments. And so really that that's the framework I've put together. It's um it's almost a support structure, it's a roadmap for how um a marketing manager on, on a B2B client side effectively could, could produce that strategy and then implement that strategy.
0: So, uh, what are you providing is a template, uh, a process template with the uh, templates and documents, which allows our readers to step by step go through and, and deploy your framework for developing this marketing strategy?
1: Yeah, that, that's correct. It's, um, so, there's a lot of guidance and pointers, and um, really the, the depth of my experience in there in terms of how to. How best to go about that process, so how to do the research how to what are the key key aspects to focus on um, frameworks for putting together, mixes of channels, costs time scales, objectives as well, um, and then really aware of reporting on all of that uh, going forward so it's um, I think a marketing strategy, I think the other thing to mention is something that I feel strongly it 's a, a living breathing document so I think for too long, um, you know, certainly at the start of my marketing career, these were, these were documents that perhaps were put together. They could be sometimes, you know, 50 to 60 pages long. And they'd be put together, a lot of great work, a lot of hard work goes into it. And then it can sit on a shelf and just gather dust. And that, that's a mistake. That's a big mistake, actually. I think to, to see it like that is, um, is incorrect because really it is a living breathing entity. Um, It evolves um, and as you go along, the strategy must evolve as well. So as you you start to benchmark and build the stats and the data as you go through implementing that strategy, you need to make tactical adjustments. You know, it's um, like anything in business, it has to react to the environment in in which it's taking place. And again, I think now more so than ever, um in terms of what's been happening in the world in the last few months it's um i think a timely reminder to um to a to have a strategy but b to constantly revisit and revitalize that strategy as you go along
0: is this the first time you were publishing this uh framework
1: yeah that that's correct it's um it's something i've developed and um we we consult with our clients to uh to go through this process but um but it's actually never something I've put down in, um, I guess, in terms of the processes, it's never something I've put down in, in black and white. But I think it's, um, I think the time is right to do that and share that knowledge. And I hope that, um, that I can give give back some of the depth of my experience to industry. and to. I wish I'd had it. I must admit that. I wish I'd had a, probably a roadmark like that 20 years ago when I started out in my marketing career.
0: Will you support your, your uh, model, your framework as with, practical examples or knowledge or, or lessons learned from the different client projects so that the people are also learning about the the challenges the hurdles the pitfalls
1: yeah of course there'll be uh, there'll be plenty of project examples in uh, and that's where i hope that um it will will hit home uh, a bit better and strike a chord with a lot of the pit, a lot of uh, the readers because um i 've been there i 've been on that other side i 've handled those budgets i 've handled those um, those internal um, you know almost uh, discussions arguments for trying to trying to get budget from the um, from the senior leadership of these big blue chip industrial companies. so I understand the battles I understand the process i 've been through many of those myself, and i 'm hoping that by putting this down in print um, I can help empower the, really the new, the current generation of, um, of marketing managers to, um, yeah, to, I guess to get there a bit quicker, to get there a little bit quicker in terms of arriving at um, an ideal strategy which works.
0: Being aware of the... Uh structure in the different markets, talking about SMEs that 60 to 80% of the companies are small and medium sized enterprises with rather small one or two strong, but small marketing teams. Uh, Based on your experience, how, how is there a difference in regard to the significance of this topic, marketing strategy in regards to the size of the company, for example, you, you consider uh, this topic, the finding the needle in the haystack for smaller companies, the smaller teams, more important in order to do some kind of growth marketing, growth hacking marketing, or do you see this on all kinds of sizes on, this, on the same level uh, the, of significance?
1: It's a good question. I think it, no, I think it's different. I think it's different in terms of the approach. I think certainly the, the SME end of the scale um the way i would describe it is there's less margin for error um and also the appetite for risk obviously is is lower because the budgets are not um the budgets but also the human resource is not there to um to enable there to be much risk or to to enable any any money to be badly spent obviously in a bigger in a bigger organization with let's say a blue chip industrial organization it's not to say that there's um, you know acceptance of failure, but there is um, there is a, a possible level of risk, and there's also a bigger marketing structure and team that can um, that share that responsibility a little bit more. I think with, with SMEs and um, and you're right at, at the smaller end of the scale, it tends to be maximum from what I've seen, maximum one to three people. I would say you know um, and typically sometimes not even that sometimes zero people in the marketing department and it's a case of maybe a sales director wearing a marketing hat or the ceo of the company maybe wearing a marketing hat you know for one or two days a month and just dipping the toe in the water and marketing here but then going back to running the the rest of the um what you know can be an engineering or a manufacturing organization for the, the rest of the time so i think it's um it's certainly slow to to get onto the radar of senior leadership teams within within SME companies. I think it's um, I think that's changing from that is changing from the start of my marketing career, and it, it's starting to have some more acceptance, and it's starting to gain credibility um, in the eyes of senior leadership but um, i actually think that's why strategy is such a fundamental part of the process as well because strategy helps to quantify what the point of marketing is and what the what its value to an organization is in a, in a traditional consumer organization or in, in big consumer brands that's well established it's well accepted and you know often there, there are not massive Obstacles to spending huge amounts of money on campaigns. Um, sometimes, you know, very off-the-cuff campaigns as well. In B2B, in these technical, niche, uh, complex environments, it's um, you know often involving technical skill sets and job titles. There's much more need for data. There's much more need for quantification of uh, of the value of, of these processes. So, so yeah, I think that's where strategy is vital.
0: If you think about the uh, five-stage marketing maturity model uh, and coming from a situation where uh, the majority of the marketing managers in B2B do have a credibility problem and they're really trying to move something, where would you see the the marketing strategy topic coming in? Would that be something you would recommend to start right at the beginning because you consider it is a lever to increase your credibility or would you say no? just do your homework, develop your marketing process library that you can show that you can work structurally uh, and properly and then at the second or third step then uh, uh, maybe uh, deploy the topic or start working on their marketing strategy topic?
1: I think it has to come in from the start to be honest. I think it's um, that may be that it's a more simplistic uh, document or Piece of analysis at the first stage which which evolves a little bit as you go up that scale but, but yeah fundamentally it, it, it has to flow through every level of that model because um if i think about um of the situations i've been in when both when i was client side and advising clients actually um it's about trying to build um Lifetime value arguments, or let's say thought leadership positions, um, that, that's an easier way of summarizing, I think. And that, that's, the, that, that's the, an ultimate um, objective, I would say, for many uh, modern, uh, forward thinking B2B organizations from a marketing perspective. And I think for, for thought leadership and for, for building value arguments, so let's say that there's a lot of very similar products in the market with some slightly different usps but all broadly doing the same thing and achieving the same objective so how do you get that how do you squeeze that extra one or two percent to um to position a, a product at a higher price over a competitive product at its most raw level that's what many of the challenges that um, modern b2b marketers are facing so i think for, to connect it with that it has to start with strategy it has to start with a a fundamental baseline of what the almost the ethos of the organisation is, and what the all of the characteristics of product and internal um, positioning are, to enable that thought leadership argumentation to be developed and to be mm-hmm. to be written. So I think, although that's at the the top end of the scale you mentioned there, Rube, I think it's um, strategy has to has to start at the beginning, at stage one of that, really.
0: And this is why I'm very happy to have you on board authoring for our B2B marketing guidebook. At the end of each coffee talk, I invite my guests to share a core message or lesson learned with our community, our listeners. What would be yours, Alex?
1: I think really, um, I think it touches on that last point really, um, apply strategy at every stage of the process. Um, but actually the, the second part of that is be rigorous be absolutely ruthless in in drawing together that information and in um, in inputting as, as much data as possible to to drive that strategy because actually the that's where you get the maximum value out of it later in the process where you've put the the hard yards in at the start of the process so um, yeah it's it's kind of a two pronged message that but that would be uh, that would be my takeaway from the chapter i think
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Alex Kearns, authoring B2B Marketing Strategy Finding the Needle in the Haystack. I am Uwe Seibacher, your host. Thanks for listening and tuning in. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye.